My space. Your space. Our space. Welcome to a podcast where we explore and demystify the cosmos. <gasps> wow, it's definitely cooler up here than it was on the sun. As fascinating as the sun is, I'm kind of glad we're moving on. Yep, in this episode, we're gonna explore the first planet in our solar system, Mercury. Ooh la la. minutes later. Wow, there it is. We're approaching Mercury. Huh. It's, uh, smaller than I expected, especially after exploring something as large as our sun. Mercury is the smallest planet in our solar system. In fact, it's actually smaller than two moons. Titan, which is Saturn's largest moon, and Ganymede, which is Jupiter's largest moon. Okay, speaking of moons though, are, are you sure we're in the right place? Because like, that looks exactly like our moon back on Earth. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not lost. This is indeed Mercury. For those of you listening on Earth, go Google some images of Mercury. You might be surprised by how similar it is to the moon. But there's a reason for that, and we'll talk about that more later. All right, come on, Tatsu, let's go exploring. Mercury, that's a pretty cool name. It's also the name of an element. Wait, it can't be. Is Mercury made of Mercury? <laughs> no, Fushi. Where the name Mercury comes from is actually pretty interesting, uh, but it doesn't come from the element Mercury. Mercury was the Roman god of commerce and also a messenger for the other gods. And this is because the planet usually appears and disappears very, very quickly in the morning and evening skies. They thought it was a speedy messenger god. Oh, cool. So what is it made of? Mercury is actually composed mainly of silicate rock and iron. So one thing that is super interesting about it is that Mercury's core is significantly larger in proportion than the other rocky planets. It goes from the center to more than 70% of the way out. This humongous core is surrounded by a relatively thin mantle and finally an even thinner crust layer that we are standing on. Huh, that's interesting. Why is the core so big? We don't know for sure, but the leading theory is that Mercury was struck by another small planet billions of years ago, which smashed away much of the mantle and crust. Aw, big sad. But it's pretty cool that we can learn a lot about Mercury's history just by looking at its composition and layer structure. Yeah. What do you want to explore next, Pooji? Ooh, I have something in mind. Whoa, where, where are we? We are standing on the surface, and as far as we can see, the small planet is completely riddled with craters, just like our moon. And we're actually in front of the largest one, the Caloris Basin. 
Geologists categorize craters larger than 186 miles in diameter as basins, and this crater is huge. It's larger than the entire state of Texas. So we can't really see the floor of the original crater itself because it flooded with lava. But the post-flooding craters reveal some of the older material. And the larger post-flooding craters actually reveal some of the basin's floor material. I definitely suggest that you look up some pictures of it. It's super pretty. There are just so, so many craters on Mercury. But this crater is especially amazing. Mm-hmm. Mercury's surface is just full of craters. When the craters form, they kind of just stay on the surface. Because there's no water or wind to erode any of them, the marks stay until something comes along to disturb it, like maybe another impact or something. Yeah, it is pretty cool that the craters show us a lot about Mercury's story. And also, the lack of wind is something that I've definitely noticed. I haven't felt a single breeze since we've been here. Ooh, I have an idea. I want to investigate something before we leave. All right, so we've warped to about 50 miles above the surface of Mercury. And just as I thought, it is pretty empty up here. Hmm, interesting. So Mercury doesn't really have an atmosphere. Right. I had to see it with my own eyes, but Mercury doesn't have enough gravity to hold down a significant atmosphere. This is the reason why there is no wind to cause erosion. And whatever thin atmosphere Mercury can hold down is constantly whisked away by solar wind and the pressure of sunlight. Too bad, so sad, Mercury's atmosphere. Whether or not a planet has an atmosphere can affect a lot of the planetary characteristics, like weather patterns, temperature, surface features, and so much more. Especially in the case of Mercury, it can't trap any heat from the sun. Because of this, even though Mercury is the closest planet to the sun, it isn't the hottest. And since Mercury can't trap heat, it creates a pretty dramatic temperature difference across the planet. Well, you know what? We're here. I kind of want to feel the temperature difference for myself. I mean, like you said, we are scientists. We should explore the terrain and go take some temperature measurements. Luckily, unlike our experience on the sun, I have a backup not-melted thermometer that's actually suited for Mercurian temperatures. Perfect. Let's start off on the hot side, the part of the planet facing the sun. Ooh, oh man, it's, it's definitely toasty over here. I mean, it's, it's nothing compared to the sun, but still a little too warm for my taste. Uh, what does your thermometer read? I'm measuring about 554 degrees Fahrenheit. Very toasty indeed. Let's head over to the cool side. I'm curious to see how different the temperature is when we aren't facing the sun. Oh, wow, it's definitely cooler over here. It's almost a little too cold. Exactly how how cold it is, is it, Puji? 
Mm, it's like minus 290 degrees Fahrenheit. One side is too hot. One side is too cold. I would literally never know how to dress for the weather. <sighs> it's a real struggle. Okay, but another thing weird that I've noticed, we've been here for like a while now, but I haven't seen the sun move like at all. Oh, right. That's something we haven't talked about yet. Mercury's rotation and orbit are quite different than what we're used to on Earth. Mercury takes about 58.7 Earth days to make a full rotation and around 88 Earth days to complete an orbit. The crazy thing about this is that because we move a significant amount along the orbit while we rotate on our axis, it takes about 176 Earth days for the sun to come back to the same spot. Wow. So if we lived on Mercury, one day here is basically half a year back on Earth? Okay, okay. Wait a second, though. If we were Mercurians, how would birthdays work? Well, let's see. A day is 176 Earth days, and a year is 88 Earth days. So everybody has the same birthday? Or maybe you get to celebrate your birthday twice in a day. Oh, oh, oh. Or maybe we could develop a calendar system of years within a day so that we get to celebrate birth years instead of birthdays. Oh man, I'm thoroughly confused. I think I'm just going to stick to celebrating my birthdays and Earth years. But if any of you listening have a brilliant idea for a Mercurian calendar, we would love to hear it. So please let us know on any of our social media platforms. The information that Pooji and I have about Mercury were pretty much all discovered by just a couple of spacecrafts that have visited Mercury to date. The first one was in 1974 by NASA's Mariner 10, which gave us a lot of information about the physical characteristics of Mercury and some first ever detailed images of its surface. And after more than 30 years, NASA launched MESSENGER, which finally entered Mercury's orbit in 2011 and orbited the planet for almost four years, collecting a vast amount of data about the geology, composition, and magnetic field of the planet. But there are still so, so many unanswered questions about this planet. So in search for those answers, a European-Japanese spacecraft, Bepi Colombo, launched in 2018 and is set to enter Mercury's orbit in 2025. Ooh, so are we going to be in the history books, Tatsu? The Puji Tatsu Mercurian Exploration of 2021. I mean, I, I sure hope so. This podcast is definitely, definitely the single most extensive exploration of the solar system the human race has ever done. It's really too bad that we can't bring the audience to explore Mercury with us. If you wanted to do some sleuthing at the right time, you might be able to spot Mercury in the night sky all the way from Earth. Because Mercury's orbit hugs the sun more tightly than the other planets, 
On Earth, it appears as a morning or an evening star. It is never seen far away from the sun. As of January 2021, you should be able to see it right around sunset. So, the next time you're on a walk outside, around or right after sunset, look to the west. You might be able to spot our cute little messenger. Happy stargazing! Now that we've explored Mercury, we are ready to make our way to the next planet, Venus! To keep up with our episode releases, be sure to follow our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages at rspacepod, all one word, all lowercase. We'll see you soon on the next episode of... Our space.